Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Hello, Gen Xers. Welcome back to the water cooler. It is fall. The weather is chilly now, and we are descending into all things pumpkin spice and and apple this and and the the easy alibi that you hear all the time that you know fall is my favorite fall is so my favorite you know whatever whatever but it is it's it's fall and it's it's that time of year so i hope things are going well in your neck of the woods probably going better for you than anybody by the name of brandon <laughs> this is one of my favorite favorite viral trends in a very long time if if you are not aware a trend has gone up uh, recently um, in referencing uh, President Biden. And in recent weeks in college football and in, in the NFL and other uh, high-profile parties that have been you know, loaded up online, a very familiar refrain has been echoing out of these, uh, these arenas and these stadiums of... F. Joe Biden, clip, clap, clippity, clap, although they um, love to say the explicit phrase. And it's uh, it's taken on a life of its own. So much so that after a recent NASCAR race, uh, the NBC Sports was interviewing the winning driver of that race. And his name is Brandon. I, I don't know his last name. I'm not a NASCAR guy at all. I, it, and if NASCAR is your thing, more power to you. And no offense, that is, it's not mine. The only, the only thing I'm aware is the driver's name was Brandon. He's being interviewed on NBC Sports. And in the background of this racetrack, the crowd takes up the F Joe Biden clip clap clippity clap chant. And the... Uh, interviewer trying to think on her feet said listen to them they're chanting let's go brandon (laughs) and the predictable backlash on twitter and just the savaging on twitter just reared its ugly head and it has been fun ever since now to be fair to the uh, reporter because it's very easy to to classify this as someone who's trying to walk the party line, toe the party line, and to cover for a mentally incompetent uh, president. You know, again, NBC News being what it is, that is a very, very easy assumption to make. Whether that was the case, to be honest, I don't know. I, I don't know, and, and I don't know, think I, I really care. Um, but what... I think it's probably more most likely is that this uh, reporter is live on the air and a uh, a vulgar chant goes up in the background and I think she was trying to just play it off and and to you know to blunt the the attention of it and sort of inadvertently focused all that much more attention on it which I think is just precious I absolutely love it I did see, you know, there were a lot of people on on Twitter, predictably and eye rollingly, were saying, "Yeah, for you know, for years, this is the the people were saying respect the presidency. Now they're chanting F Joe Biden, meh, yeah, whatever, clowns." 
it's it's funny, you know. I, you know, it's probably not something that I I would do, but you know, come on, think back, Gen X. When we were in college, dude, would we have taken up a chant like that? Yeah. Although in in that case, if it was you know F Bill Clinton, in that case, you know, the intern was doing that, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have been a little bit more, a little bit more, uh, you know, jaw dropping. But in the case of the sniffer in chief, uh, it's been, you know, kind of a backlash against all things Joe Biden policy, you know, from uh, mask mandates, vaccine mandates, um, and inflation and whatever, you know, go ahead, you know, pick from any litany of disasters since that, that clown has been in office. Now, a lot of people just kind of had enough and they've taken up uh, that chant. And I am here for it. So I am fully expecting to be purchasing Let's Go Brandon t-shirts and bumper stickers. And I, I just think it is it is a gift. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, but again, that's this kind of thing is what happens when you vote against a, a candidate rather than voting for a candidate. You get someone who is incompetent and does not know how to execute the office and surrounds himself with morons, you know, from his his vice president who had her trying to do her own damage control because every time she opens her mouth, her her approval drops because she's just such a oh god, she's just a mental lightweight and and completely out of her depth in in that office, so much so that she's trying to rebuild it and. And uh, did some event with, you know, reading to school children and what have you. But it turns out, predictably, that the children who took place in this event were child actors and auditioned for the part. (laughs) Oh, boy, they must really think we are stupid. And just this manufactured... AstroTurf presidency, it's just, uh, I and mean, we're not even into a year of this thing. It's just absolutely precious. But just since uh, January, it has been quite a ride. I mean, think about all the stuff that that's going on. You have inflation, which is the highest in a decade, like five point four percent. Every week, the, when the job reports come out, it they s- consistently disappoint, and significantly so. If there's like half a million jobs added, that's in the forecast, there'll be about like 120,000 jobs that were added. I mean, it's just catastrophic. Um, and a lot of it is in direct response to the policies of this presidency. And we have this global supply chain crisis where you know, these uh, shipping containers can't be unloaded at uh, in, in the shipping docks. Um, there aren't enough truckers to bring goods around the country and there aren't enough you know, people to man manufacturing plants and and warehouses and it's just an absolute disaster um but again that's that's what we've been spending the the last almost 2 years on is just destroying things and now we act supply, surprised when all of these things happen, um, it's certainly not by anybody, in, at least in the Gen X world, that's been paying attention. But of course, we're the ones who have to bear the brunt of it. Um, but it, in in many ways, as I think about it, you know, it's it's easy to focus all of 
uh, your contempt on uh, the administration or, or on a, a person, an individual, in this case, you know, Joe Biden. But to be honest, what scares me more, much more than Joe Biden or Barack Obama or Kamala Harris or Hillary Clinton or any other nitwit politician is not so much them in, as, in particular or their policies in general, but it's the people who voted for them. I mean, that's what's scary. That's what's frightening. The fact that that many people either agreed with these clowns or hated the guy they're running against so much that they voted these people in. And now we have all this nonsense going on. I mean, at some point, Joe Biden's going to be out of office. I mean, he may die before his term's over. It's just natural causes because he's freaking old. But at some point, when those those uh, deck chairs are rearranged, the people who voted that them in the those uh, offices are still going to be here, and they're still going to be voting. They are what terrify me way more than whatever clown is in an office at one particular point in time. But with all that that backdrop and all that being said, I just have to relish in. Let's go, Brandon. I will be milking that thing like you would not believe. Well, speaking of milking things, boy, the COVID madness, it just, that, that's thats a, a gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? Uh, I just, I, I don't know where we're going, what we're, what we're trying to accomplish here. It, I, I'm just, just slack-jawed at watching this nonsense. And just think about how, it's just a, a nonstop assault on our core liberties. Right? When you think about how you know this disease is endemic, we have natural immunity that exists, vaccines are protective, and we're still talking about uh, mask mandates and, and vaccine mandates and even lockdowns in some cases. It's in quarantining if you test positive and what have you. I... I mean, what, what, what's the end game here? I, I, I've been saying over and over how that's just never articulated. And to be honest, it's probably because there is no plan. You know, and, and this whole, the whole panic started, first of all, by people who are prone to panic. But second, it was milked by a, a political party and accomplices in the media and in social media circles who simply wanted the orange man out and they you know saw an opportunity to paint him in a negative light and they played up this the fears like you wouldn't believe and now that we're past it you're at a point where you can't just kind of undo that fear you know you stoke that fear for so long you just can't just pull the plug on it but the whole idea for a, a year was that, you know, Orange Man can't handle this. We need someone new in there to, to take care of it. And you had this president, uh, presidential candidate who was saying he was going to, you know, fight the virus. And, uh, and remember uh, 100 days of, of wearing a mask? Remember? It, it, I mean, really just a year ago. He said he was going to mandate masks for 100 days. It's, it's just 100 days, and to do that, it'll be over. I mean, you saw memes around social media saying if you just you know wear your damn mask and it's all will be over. Blah 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 blah. Well, facts and data have shown that mask wearing and mask mandates have very little to zero impact on the infection rates and and hospitalization hospitalization rates, but whatever. But dude is supposed to uh, supposed to take care of it. Remember, he was. 
you know, freaking people out just before, you know, the election day and, and making the rounds in, in the debates saying, you know, 200 people have died so far and 200 more, 200,000 more people are going to be, di- are, are going to die by the end of the year because this man doesn't do anything, blah, 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 blah. Well, here we are in October and more people in the U.S. have died from, from COVID in 2021 than died from COVID in 2020. So let's go, Brandon. Does that mean that all the deaths in 2021 are your fault? I mean, you, you blamed your political opponent a year ago for all of the deaths, and that was his fault. Does that mean, by your very own reasoning, that all of these deaths, more than what were last, all of last year, are on your shoulders? To be honest, I don't think so. But I mean, that's, that's what you said. That's your logic. So I guess we have to blame you. This has to be on you. And honestly, I, I don't think that we should be blaming a president. You know, I don't think we should be looking at a president or an administration to help us through this crisis and to lead us through. No, this is on us. We should be figuring out how we're going to be handling things. We're, we should be figuring out whether or not with our doctor we should be uh, vaccinated or our kids should be vaccinated. We should be the ones deciding whether we're going to wear a mask. We should be the ones deciding whether we're going to be going in to work or working remote or whatever it is. That should be on us. We shouldn't be looking to the government, the federal government, least of all, but even on the state level, we shouldn't be looking at them to lead us through this crisis. Now, if we want them to to help us to set up vaccination sites to get more access and all those things that have been going on, that is fine. It's done at the local level. I am all about it. But the fact that we are looking towards a U.S. president as some kind of king-like figure who's going to guide us through this is just offensive, you know, to my to my psyche. I just I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense. But again, not much has made sense for quite a long time. But yeah, you know, again, I thought dude was going to fight the virus. I thought masking for 100 days was going to do it, but doesn't really seem to be but still the unvaccinated are blamed for all things covid and and if if the if masking works and if vaccinations work why is so much blame put on those who are not vaccinated it doesn't make sense to me if you are vaccinated why are you scared of someone who is not vaccinated doesn't make sense to me you should feel safe and secure knowing, hey, I got the, got the vaccine. I'm all good. Because the vaccine's effective. I mean, it's, it's certainly not a waste of time. We can go into all the adverse effects as reported on VAERS and whatnot. But that notwithstanding, it at least has some efficacy. So if, if it does, you have so much confidence in it. Why is it so unconscionable for someone to be unvaccinated? I don't understand. I don't understand why we need to... Uh, forbid someone to travel or have someone not work because of this. I, I just don't understand it. I mean, you, you think about how many, you know, sporting events and concerts have been going on, you know, for the good bulk of this year. And, you know, we, we have, once college football came back, you had all of these shouts and cries that uh, it's you know, a, uh, a super spreader you know, party. And you had idiots like Rex Chapman and, 
and others on on social media, Keith Olbermann saying, oh, look at the super spreader event, you know, like week one. And thus far, here we are in like week six of the college football season, week five of the NFL season. And the data has shown that not a single one of these games has been a super spreader event. I was told they would be. So if they're not, maybe we can make a couple of conclusions. One is that we need not fear these types of events and and we can live our lives normally, at least on some level. And two, maybe those people should shut up. Or maybe not necessarily shut up. Maybe we should just ignore them. Maybe they, they can, can just shout into the void. Rex Chapman can steal his tweets from other people and, and put it out there like he's you know, smart somehow you know, for being a... a, a very average to mediocre to poor NBA player, but whatever. Um, you can go back to being that, or ex-NBA player. You can go back to being that. Keith Olbermann can continue to be a Brown alumnus, but we don't have to listen to him, and, and we certainly don't have to have to have them shaping policy and 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 on some level. But it's just I I just honestly don't get it. I, I mean, I honestly trust them less than Francis Hagen, right? Who's the, you know, the Facebook whistleblower, who's a, a clear plant you know, someone who is there to, you know, for a, a clear uh, you know, purpose other than what uh, she was saying. But I, I trust her and I believe her a lot more than I trust all of these morons on social media spouting their nonsense, but you know, whatever. Now, last, uh, one thing that I, I have seen quite a bit this past week and I continue to find more and more peculiar is this gender theory gaslighting that continues you know, to make its way around and, and the weird behavior of the alphabet mafia as, as Jason Whitlock says, because it, it seems to be something that is, is, you know, ever changing, you know, the, the, you know, facts and science seem to mean nothing in in this regard, and it's just whatever nuance is prevailing of the day. It's just something that I don't understand. But the most recent being, if you saw this, but apparently, Superman is now bisexual. So we did it. We solved all of our our bigotry problems. We solved all of our homophobia and transphobia issues because now Superman is now bisexual. As though I care. Oh my, I just don't understand this one on any level whatsoever. First, to to think that I care about what type of genital friction Superman prefers is weird to me. I mean, that's not why I'm going to be reading a Superman comic book or tuning into Superman movie, which, you know, to be fair, I'm, I'm not. So I honestly don't really care. But just in general, I don't understand why... These writers and their producers continue to shove this stuff down our throats. Because honestly, who's asking for it? I mean, are you telling me your your rank and file DC fan is asking for Superman to be bisexual as though that matters, that that means anything to his his character arc? I, I just don't understand it. So, I mean, Superman is Truth, justice in the American way, right? He's squeaky clean. If you want to create some kind of comic book character, some superhero character who is bisexual, by all means, have at it. But come up with something new. I mean, you are so bereft of ideas that you can't even come up with something new 
to push that kind of idea, you have to repackage an existing character to get that across. I, I don't understand that. The only thing that tells me is you don't have talent, you don't have ideas, you're just trying to push your ideology. You're just an ideologue. That's all you are. I mean, if if that's if that's what you're doing, because you know clearly what it is. Because what what I don't understand in, in the, the when I saw when I first saw there the only time I ever saw the Man of Steel movie right the 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 uh, Christopher Nolan I think he's the one who did that one the Christopher Nolan reboots of of Superman with Henry Cavill I made it maybe halfway through that movie and I turned it off because it was so dumb it was so antithetical to what Superman was I mean this brooding moody emo dour character and you know lois lane found out his identity right away it was just it was so odd and it was so far away from the superman i had come to know as a kid you know from the the comics and from christopher reeve and everything that that we you know knew about him as as uh young gen xers and this superman was not that and you know i did i tuned out i didn't care and I have a suspicion that that's what's going to happen with this one. I mean, it's just, this is not Superman. And I don't know who you're trying to satisfy. I don't know who's asking for it, but it is not the people that consume your product. I don't know when these guys are going to get that through their head. You know, they're not asking for Thor to be a woman. If you want a woman Thor, create its own character. I mean, can you imagine for a second if you recast or rewrote Black Panther as some ginger-haired kid from Kansas? I mean, that's not him. I mean, Black Panther is a great character. Why would you want to dumb that down? Of course you wouldn't because that would be whitewashing and what have you, but Black Panther is Black Panther. I don't understand why you feel like you need to dumb down other other characters and other franchises. And I'm choosing superheroes as an example here, but I don't understand why you feel like you need to do that. And you know, perfect case in point is Spider-Man. Let's use this for as an example. Because Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker is this 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 kid from Queens and he lives with his aunt and uncle who are old and his parents aren't around and and he gets bit by a spider and he gets his powers blah 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 great response great power great responsibility and so on your quintessential superhero story superhero origin story and so on and has some of the best villains in uh in marvel but he's his own character and if you want to do something else with that character you can but but staying true to the story Case in point, Miles Morales. If you've seen uh, Into the Spider-Verse, my kids love this movie. And it's a great movie. And it's this, this kid who, Miles Morales, who maybe half black or half Hispanic, regardless. He's, he's, he's diverse. He's a, a character of color, whatever. But he becomes Spider-Man. But he doesn't, he's not Peter Parker. He's his own character. In fact, he interacts with a version of Peter Parker, and it totally works. You created your own organic, interesting character, and it totally works. Can you imagine if they said, no, no, Peter Parker is not some white kid from from uh, from Queens now. It's it's Miles Morales. In fact, not even Miles Morales. We're going to call him Peter Parker, but he's just going to look like Miles Morales and have different problems and some. It just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be that character, but again, those writers at least had some skill and some originality and came up with something new and good. Why you want to do this to Superman? 
I don't know. What I understand even less is apparently Lego now is making a push to be gender neutral. I, I think I understand this one even less than Spider-Man. Because if you remember a few years ago, is they came out with this Lego line for girls. And it was done by this this uh, this woman who's from from Scotland. She's on the Lego Masters. If you've ever seen that show, it's another one my, my kids like to watch. But she you know came out with these Lego, I think it's the Friends, Lego Friends line. My, my daughter had got one for Christmas once and she loved it. But they were, you know, tailored for girls, and you know the the look and feel of them were a little bit different. They're a little sleeker, not as you know, as blocky as as your typical Lego would be. But they ended up being kind of like their own line, right? So you had this girls line of of Lego and a boys line, your typical Lego that you've seen for you know for decades. This is now apparently a problem, and the Lego is removing these sort of gender distinctions. Which, again, I think is bizarre because I thought that the whole idea of the Lego Friends line was to get girls interested in playing with Lego. And girls were not interested in playing with your regular run-of-the-mill blocky Legos that boys have played with for decades. So they came up with this Lego Friends line, but apparently now that's a problem. Why is it that any time these policies are put into effect or they're proposed... They always seem to be at the expense of women and girls. I, I don't understand it. And, and they act like they're the people they're trying to help. But they undercut what the value that they even profess for them. It's just so bizarre to me. I don't get it. But again, that's, that's the way Lego wants. And they have more than every right to make this decision. And I have more than every right to roll my eyes and not care. So whatever, Lego. Uh, lastly, I saw where uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, consternation regarding school board meetings you know, around the country. I don't know if you've seen this, I, but you know, parents are starting to be fed up with their school boards. They're fed up with you know wokeness being forced down uh, the curriculum. They're they're fed up with masking in schools, and they've a- absolutely had it. Apparently, this is a problem now because the Department of Justice is investigating parents who who oppose critical race theory and, and gender theory in schools and are now treating them as domestic terrorists. Think about that. that that's us, Gen, Gen X. So if you have a child in high school, you have a child in grade school, and you have any interest in what's going on in school and and any uh, any voice of dissent for what these school boards are doing you are now going to be looked at as a domestic terrorist. Case in point, at at uh, Loudoun County or Loudoun County in Virginia, there's a father who was arrested in a June school board meeting um, because he was calling to task the school board for their woke gender policies that they had put in effect. Well, you think, okay, well, the guy's a, he was a transphobe. He, he needs to be shut up. Well, apparently, this man was a father of a girl, a 15-year-old girl, who had been raped in school, in the, in the restroom, by a boy wearing a skirt. And apparently, this, uh, the investigation of this was sort of kept quiet. It was, it was kept under wraps and kept from the school board. They didn't know about it. And I, I, I haven't been able to find if anything was done. But apparently, recently, this uh, same student, I believe, 
uh, you have to, to check, but has done it again. He, he assaulted another another girl in a, in a bathroom. Um, I mean, again, I was told that when when all this uh, bathroom nonsense started welling up, uh, you know, four or five years ago. That this was just uh, paranoia, right? This was just you know bigotry, and that you know the the idea that if you allow you know, transgender people to use women's restrooms, that 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 uh, would lead to this type of thing. That that made you a bigot. That made you a homophobe. That made you whatever whatever other you know phobe or anti whatever. And here we are, six, five six years down the road. And some 15-year-old is getting raped in school, in the bathroom in school. That's just, it's disgusting. Uh, but, uh, again, that's that's where we are in our culture. So I, I don't know. That's just not something that makes sense to me. Uh, particularly when we are you know, gaslit that's and, and told that these things don't occur. And clearly they do. So if you are frustrated with it, do not be intimidated. Take it up with your school board. Take it up you know, to the staff at your school. Do not back down. Defend your kids. Defend the other kids in the school. But do not take no for an answer. Let your voice be heard by these morons. But do it in a respectable way. Do not be like that crazed protester who followed Senator Cinema in to the bathroom and recorded it in, in some effort to shame her. I don't understand what possesses people to do that, why, how they think they're being righteous somehow. I can appreciate that you have a difference of opinion, that you don't like what someone is doing, but the notion that you are going to bully someone and follow them into a bathroom, videoing them the whole way and shouting at them the whole way, I, I think that's a pretty clear litmus test on who has the problem. And it's not Senator Cinema. It's not whomever you're disagreeing with. So, whatever. Whew, what a week it's been. Well, it's good to be back with you, Gen X. I, I'm excited about our season two. I'm excited about our, our time together. And again, I hope you are enjoying the beginning of fall. And staying away from all things pumpkin spice and whatever else that is forced down our throat this time of year but until next time stay cool shout out to alex p keaton and we'll see you next time whatever whatever